The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your faith. Are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can still watch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern Time, and then he will be live on the left side of the page. Right side of the page, this is where we're broadcasting live today, so just go over there, click on the play button, and you're good to go. And then blow up on your device. In the right-hand corner, lower right-hand corner, you'll see Rumble. 
Click on that and join us in the chat over there. We've got a few friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. Also across other platforms, uh, such as beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, and uh, Twitch at Setting Brushfires, and DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty, as well as if you've got a Roku device, you can watch us on uh, Cutting Edge TV there. And, uh, you know, I was talking with a lady the other day who is tied with um, the lady running for South Carolina Attorney General, and there's opportunity that we might have to start our own channel. Uh, So we're going to – I'm going to talk with Bradley about it. It's more money, so that means, you know, we have to have people support it, but uh, we could start our own channel with that. We'll we'll see what happens, but I don't know if that's an outreach we're going to do just yet. In any case, right up under that is where you can sign up for our newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it, so be sure to sign that up. That's all the articles we put out at sonsoflibertymedia.com each day. Some of those are from Bradley, some from me, some from contributors that we have as well, and uh, be sure to do that. Also, if you'd like to support us, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation. And also, if um, you want to become a monthly partner, you can do that. A son or daughter of liberty, that link is up as well. And then our store is available. This week we're highlighting uh, Stephanie's test testimony and uh, for whatever reason the picture didn't come up i don't know what it is about squarespace and uh, bringing up the picture but sometimes i have to do it twice excuse me uh one heart the testimony of stephanie joy dean these are normally seven dollars uh donation and this week only through saturday night at midnight you can pick these up hand these out to to friends uh family somebody that you know that needs the lord and uh, you can get 50 percent off of them by using the promo code one heart the number one and heart, all one word, and you get 50% off of that in our store through Saturday at midnight. So be sure to check that out as well. All right, a um, couple of things, and then we're going to get into the subject matter. The lawful are being arrested because they didn't deal with the lawless. Um, yeah, we're going to get into that in just a minute. Let me make you aware of a few things on sonsoflibertymedia.com. I'm going to I'm going to play this little video here of this guy, the former RCMP Danny Bulford, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, issues support for truckers. Arrests and fuel thefts are scare tactics. Hold the line. Now this is coming from a guy who used to work under uh, Justin Trudeau. He's a former member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and um I want you to hear what he has to say because it echoes the sentiments of Pastor Pavlowski uh, that we played the other day, and it's it's not as passionate. He's probably a guy who's not a speaker, and he's reading what he's written down to to do. Or you know, some people say, "Oh, well, maybe this is the shield. This is the guy who's come out, and you know, he's just controlled opposition and all this other kind of stuff." Yeah, maybe or not. I'm just going to say what he says is right on. So take a listen to what uh, this former RCMP has to say. Evening. I'm Danny Bulford. I was a member of the RCMP for 15 years. The last eight was spent here on a full-time tactical unit where I spent the majority of my time protecting our prime minister and conducting other tactical operations. I know what a lawful arrest looks like. We know of people being arrested for helping to fuel trucks. For what offense is still unclear. Please remain calm. This is a scare tactic to coerce people into submission. They don't have a legal leg to stand on. 
The world is watching, and this reflects very poorly on the city of Ottawa and the police services. Remain peaceful. The only thing that you are required to say if you're arrested or detained is to identify yourself. Every Canadian citizen has the right to equal protection under the law. Hold the line. Amen. Amen. But then this is a former RCMP under Trudeau. And he's telling you, if you're arrested, you just have to identify yourself. That's it. If you're arrested. But he's telling you they don't have a legal leg to stand on, which means it's an illegal arrest. Okay. Now, this is being done by the guys who should have been arresting the corrupt politicians, the big pharma companies, and the rest of them. But they're following their ma- in their master's footsteps. Excuse me, I had a piece of uh, stuff for, <laughs> for my vitamins this morning as well. This is what this guy ha- is, is presenting. Okay. You can, you can see that at sonsoflibertymedia.com. I also included the video there with Pastor Pawlowski. Uh, in case you haven't heard that, if you want a modern-day William Wallace kind of speech, go listen to that nine minutes. Go listen to that. If you want to be encouraged. In fact, I would look, that's not just a message for Canadians. That is a message for every man, woman, and child on the planet right now to stand against tyranny. That is the biblical message to stand against tyrants, including the tyranny of ourselves. It begins with us first, right? This is why Christ had to come. He died for who? Sinners. What are sinners? They're lawless people. They break God's law. Oh, I'm a good person, Tim. I I don't hurt any... Yeah, well, do you hate somebody in your heart? Have you ever done that? Have you ever lusted after somebody in your heart? Mm, You ever done that? You ever coveted something that was somebody else? Yeah, you're not such a good person when you hold God's standard up, are you? And neither am I. So the first tyrants that have to be dealt with is us. Us. We want to usurp God, and we want to throw him off just like the devil did. We want to be God. We want to make our own laws. We want to hold our own standard of goodness. So we must throw off the first, our, our own tyranny. Second, we must be willing to throw off the tyranny of others, whether they be false teachers, whether they be uh, pastors in churches who are, who are tyrannical. And there are tyrannical pastors in, in churches. There are. We must do it in the civil sphere as well. Jesus did that. He called out the Pharisees as well as the Herodians, didn't he? Both of them. We must throw them off. Also from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, did the Department of Defense bury data on COVID shot injuries to continue murdering U.S. troops? And yes, I use the term murdering troops. They know what this stuff is doing, and they continue to press it upon those in our military. And this comes out of the hearings that uh, Senator Ron Johnson, which you can also see in this article, the full... Um, panel that he had there recently, and both the National Institutes of Health and the Department of Defense are now scrambling to cover up as much incriminating data as they can. Yeah, they are, because they know what they were doing. We have so many traitors within our government, it's incredible. It really is incredible. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, desperation, Ottawa Superior Court judge bans honking 
not honkies, honking, okay? As Truckers Convoy picks up steam. I mean, this weekend you had all kinds of people all over Canada who were coming out in different um, cities and protesting, many of them coming to Ottawa. We saw the uh, theft of their fuel, the truckers' fuel. And when I say truckers, look, some of the people were just driving regular pickup trucks. Some were driving cars. Whatever the case may be, you get the idea. It's not just made up of people driving 18-wheelers. This is a people movement. It is not just a specific part of the economy who's doing this. This is a people movement. I don't even like grassroots. Grass gets trampled upon. I like it's a people movement. Let's personify it. It's a movement of the people that's going on here. And here this Superior Court judge, and by the way, look at this. Now, I'm not going to say anything. Some of you some of you guys are going to get it when you see it. This right here is the lady who she's alleged to be a public servant. Zexy Lee. Now, I'm not going to say anything, but what do you think she's probably involved with? Those of you who can see it on the video platforms. You know what country is in Canada training, don't you? Towards our northwest border. I'm not, you look, you can say, you're racist, you're po-. Okay, fine. Knock yourself out with that. I'm just stating the. I'm just showing you the obvious. This is the lady who called in the issue about honking in Ottawa. Oh, I can't get any sleep, and she looks like she's pretty refreshed there. Can't get any sleep, and boy, it's messing with us. And blah 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 blah. Now, folks, this is a setup for this. So they've shut down honking. Sadly. The truckers have complied. By the way, there's a guy here by the name of Lynn Firewood. You can see this in the article as well. And he's speaking out on the honking issue. And he says, you're going to comply with this? And yep, they're complying with it. They played. There's a video here that you can play. And you can hear that they've been quiet. This is quite a lengthy video that he talks about this. But I would encourage you to listen to what he has to say because... He's following it logically. You're going to comply with this? Well, what else are you going to comply with next? Well, they're going to say, well, you can't be out in the street. You can't be in the street, or you can't do this, that, and the other. And he's right on about that. SonsLibertyMedia.com, Mockingbird Media, shows their true colors by pushing harder to cancel Rogan than exposing Ghislaine Maxwell's customers. That's true. Boy, they got rid of that case real silently, real quickly, didn't they? We still don't have, well, we have them because we've got Epstein's Black Book. And by the way, it's amazing to me to watch the people give excuses for Trump. He's in there too. Clinton, the, the rest of them, the whole lot of them. See, you wouldn't be under the tyranny right now that you're under if you, the lawful, dealt with the lawless. Okay? SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Homeschooling can save children from critical race theory and masks. Yes, it can. And a lot of other things. Mass school shootings, uh, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ, indoctrination, um, evolution. Why? Because you, the parents, are to have God's commandments in your heart and you're to pass them on diligently to your children. Deuteronomy 6, right? 
Ron Paul's got this out. And by the way, I recommend his curriculum. My, the guy I used to work for, uh, Dr. Gary North, is the one who put a lot of that together. Tom Wood was involved in that. And if you have a child, I think it's below fourth grade, you can go ahead and start that process for free. They'll, get, they'll let you use the curriculum for free. All right? But you need to be the ones training and teaching your children, not the status-run schools. That's what you should be doing. As Bradley says, what kind of fool would send their children to be indoctrinated by their enemies? Oh, well, they're, they're not my enemies, Tim. Some of these people are my friends. Well, are they teaching them the law of God? Are they teaching them the gospel? Are they teaching them real history and the Constitution? Are they th- any of that? If they're not, they're not your, they're not your friends. And they're going to turn your kids against you. Make no mistake about it. They are. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Innocent man swarmed by cops, dragged from car, beaten over a bent license plate. And then the cops look at him after they're surrounding him. It's one guy, and there's like, I don't know, ten cops around. One guy. He's not armed or anything. Has a bent license plate. And he's fearful of what they're going to do to him. He's probably seen enough of videos of, of... Tyrannical cops who do what they do. Drug him out of his car. And by the way, I'm appreciative of those who've been in the police force who call out this kind of stuff. And there are those who do it. They recognize it's wrong. Good for you. I wish we had a lot more like you. But the fact of the matter is, with the internet and with citizen journalism, we're seeing more and more of this that went undetected before these guys have to be dealt with too folks especially those who claim they're law enforcers and when they break the law they have to be put in check they have to be brought to justice just like the average joe criminal why because they're in a position of authority to abuse that authority against those who are lawful like this guy this a bent license plate that's not a crime You're dragging a guy out of his car. You're intimidating him with a multitude of officers. How come you guys can't seem to get it right when you're looking for the murderer or the kidnapper or the rapist or whoever it is? Why can't you bring in all those cops to do that? Why don't you put them on actually finding real criminals instead of sitting out on the street trying to rip me and my kids off of the fruit of our labor because we did five miles over the speed limit or something, which, again, is not a crime. Why don't you do that? So let's get to some of these things where um, dealing with those who are lawless would save us a lot of what we're going through right now. This is a lesson we have to learn. And by the way, let me plug this because I, I did say I would do that. That's all the things off of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. So let me let me play some of this, or let me speak to some of this. Our pre-show music, I've been playing Leah, and Leah was gracious enough to let us use the music. And some of you may be going, guys, Tim, why are you playing this? It's, a, it's sort of a Celtic metal. This is a homeschool mom. Never toured. But we had her on the show before because we were highlighting uh, different people doing different things in the Christian community uh, to reach people. And one of the things she said, you know, she said, I was doing this. I I didn't tour. She's got five or six kids, her and her husband. And um, and interestingly enough, she's from British Columbia up in Canada. So uh, part of what she does 
is she she has that artsy kind of thing. You know, I don't I don't have it. My son has it. I don't have it. That you can communicate a truth in lyrics, in poetry, music, and all this kind of stuff. The song that you guys were listening to before we started the show, one of my favorite songs from her, uh, Enter the Highlands. And I'll have the link up if you're interested in picking up the the album or whatever. I, I told her I would do that because as a, you know, sort of a thank you for letting us play the music. She writes, don't wait for my return, I'll enter the highlands. So lost, souls taught, souls lost, so caught. And there's all these scriptural references that you'll pick up within the lyrics. I just, I want you guys to, to catch on to this. Deep, deep, ocean deep, silent souls you do keep. Did you know, did you foresee, where did you go? Eternity. And you'll pick up the reference there in, I believe it's the Psalms, about uh, the depths of the ocean uh, and the knowledge of God. She also talks about uh, the fact that people are promised sweeter promises of deliverance. Their poison is in their veins, perpetual death within their own chains. This is the wages of sin. This is what Paul says, you're trying to get your own righteousness and what's happening. You're just piling up more debt, more judgment for the day of judgment. And there's more here. You can you can read the um, uh, the lyrics there when we have the when I when I link it up. But part of what Leah had done when we had her on, and I think it was the next album that she put out, was it was mainly dealing with tyranny that was coming upon um, in Canada, in the United States, around the world, and a pushback against that tyranny. Why? Because that is the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is against lawlessness. Not for it. It's against lawlessness. Okay? And so those were some of the things that she was producing. I don't I don't know if I have the interview. It, I probably have it somewhere back there. I'd have to go and, and pull it out. Uh, if I can find it, though, I'll pop it in the archive if you guys are interested. Because we, we highlighted four people within an hour. I did it on Bradley's show because it broke up real nicely with the um, uh, commercials and things. But we had that on there. Now, let's deal with this issue. And then I want to take you to Scripture and show you how it didn't pan out very well for a, a man of God, for not dealing with the lawlessness that was in his sphere of influence to deal with. Okay, so we've got the the guy, the judge out, uh, spirit court judge up there in Ottawa, telling the people they can't honk at all, like not not any time during the day or night. Honking is part of the protest up there, by the way. Putting the strain on everything around it, whether it's business, whether it's college students, all of that is part of the protest. If you don't have any leverage, your protest is meaningless, isn't it? I don't, I don't know why people don't get this. The government, whether it was in Canada or in the various states here around the world, wanted to shut down businesses, didn't they? Didn't they want to close dining rooms? Didn't they want you to wear a mask if you came in and stood in line to get your stuff and then leave? Now they're wanting you to to show your your shot passport? All this stuff, right? And I didn't see Miss Lee coming out and saying, Hey, government, you're you're violating my, my rights and boy, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't work without you getting in my way and this, that, and the other. Didn't see her doing that, did you? You didn't see her filing a lawsuit then, did you? Tells you whose side she's on. 
But you let the people come out and they start making a noise. And they start pointing out the lawlessness that's going on. And what do you get? You get Miss Lee. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do my exams. Because you people are honking. That's what you get. You see, you gain some leverage. And this is what Pastor Arturo was talking about. You gain leverage. The media's on that. Good or bad. The publicity is good. People who know and whose eyes are open see exactly what's going on there. And this is why I encourage the truckers up there. All of you honk. Are they going to arrest all of you? Really? Do they got a jail that big? Do they got that big of a police force? At least do it in the day. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I would be a guy who would be respectful at night, okay, that people are sleeping. But at least do it in the daytime. You know, most people aren't. There's probably some who are third shifters. But what's the problem with honking? When did that become a crime? Well, the fact is it didn't. And as the former RCMP guy said, hold the line. These are scare tactics against you. Meanwhile, with all of the demonization of these people, the truckers and their supporters coming in, guess what these guys have been doing? Check that out. Free food. They've been free feeding the homeless up there. How do you like that? Yeah, they've been feeding the homeless. They've been picking up the garbage from people probably like Miss Lee. They've been cleaning up the streets. They've been demonstrating what it is to be good citizens. And yet, the Ottawa police decree that they've given is claimed to be illegal. The Justice Center today warned that Ottawa police would be breaking the law if police attempt to intimidate or arrest people who bring food or other supplies to truckers who are peacefully exercising their charter rights and freedoms in Ottawa. Why is this a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because of what I I showed you yesterday, and that is where these guys are coming in and they're, they're stealing their fuel. You understand how cold it is up there. They're having to keep those trucks running to keep the engines warm. Uh, some of them, obviously, are sleeping in the trucks and, and such, and uh, they've got beds and things. I'm, you know, My friend Bill, we've had him on. I've been in his truck several times. Uh, we've had fellowship there. We prayed there, all kinds of stuff. And he's got a nice little space back there uh, you know, to sleep and uh, to a little desk to do his work. He's, they've got all kinds of room in there, and they have to have that to keep those trucks going. And the cops were coming in like a bunch of cowards while the truckers were away and stealing their fuel. Propane, diesel, gasoline, they were stealing it. They're trying to shut them down. They're trying to intimidate them. That's what they're trying to do. And then after they had fuel stolen, I want you to see what the people thought about what they did. They're filling up their vehicles. There are several guys here in line. And then walking right past the police with their fuel cans. Yeah. Stick it to the man, if you will. And what's this one cop going to do? Get out and arrest all of them? 
You see, some of these cops, I think they recognize what's going on, and they just try to stay out of the way as much as they can when they should be standing up. They should be standing up with the protesters. Um, there was another guy who came out, and I think this one is a little long. Yeah, that one's long. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it up because I don't want to play the whole thing here. But uh, this is um, a journalist demonstrates police action in Coventry was a photo op. Now, how did he do that? Well, I'll give you the short run of that. He went out with his camera. Some guys were talking with the cops. And uh, he went out there, and the cop himself says, look, I don't care for any of this theater that's going on. Uh, He said, you know, we get a call. We're going to come check it out. And if there's nothing here, we're going to leave. Plain and simple. And that's what he told the guys. He wasn't trying to uh, be hard on them or anything else. He says, we got a call. We had to come check it. So we're asking you about this, that, and the other. And then they left. Simple as that. They didn't... uh, you know, engage in any tyranny on the people. They just went and checked out whatever the, the issue was there. Now, so this guy captured on film. So I'll have that video up so that you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. Also, I don't know. Do you guys remember, um, I think it was the George Floyd stuff that went on, and they came in and they dropped all those bricks. Remember that? That they had pallets of bricks that just showed up out of nowhere, and they were showing up all over the the cities in America, the big cities, and nobody knew where the bricks came from. They're doing that stuff. They were doing that stuff in Canada. Check this out. Whoops. Um, let me just block that off. Um, you'll see here the people are out, and they've got these uh containers these metal containers you know usually you throw like trash and debris and stuff like that in all these are these big rocks now could this be that somebody was doing some work there and they were just unloading all this stuff the cement rocks and stuff yeah it could be could be but it seems like this came out of virtually nowhere and they got a truck come in and picked it up and hauled it off uh, so I don't know if that was a legitimate thing that somebody was going to use. Uh, we already had some reports of some people throwing rocks, attempting to blame it on the truckers and their supporters up there in Canada. But again, ladies and gentlemen, dealing with the corruption, oh, if we would just deal with those who are lawless first, this would not be happening. Not only in Canada, it wouldn't be happening in your state. It wouldn't be happening in your country. But you're going to have to remember, you are the instrument that God uses in all of this, especially in the states. Because in the states, our Constitution says, we the people, we're, this, we're, this, we're the superiors here, if you will. Those in Washington, including the president, are employees of us. They're not above us. They don't rule over us. They're not our leaders. They're our representatives. And when your representative gets out of line, you're to put him back in line. You are to correct him. And that that demonstrates a love for him or her, whatever the case may be, by correcting them. You say, okay, Tim, you're bringing all this up. What's the point? Well, let me play one little video here. This is Klaus Schwab. He's another cue ball, a perverted cue ball. And I want you to hear what he has to say here 
because this goes not only to the Canadian government, it goes to our government as well. Take a listen. Okay, we're not going to be able to hear this because this is too low. Uh, but some of you who are watching, you'll be able to read what's being said here. And Klaus, what he's doing, he's going to talk about how they, the World Economic Forum and others have worked to infiltrate our, the cabinets of our government. Okay, and he's talking about the fact that he has trained some of these people, whether it was Putin, whether it's Merkel, you could throw Trudeau in there, any of these people, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, he just mentioned him, the president of Argentina, and so on. They have trained at the World Economic Forum. Now, if you remember, Donald Trump was a part of that, too. So I'm, I'm not giving any, you know, the, all of this, all of these guys come in under the same banner, no matter how they present themselves. So I'll have this up, at least a short version of it, I think, uh, a little bit after the show in the archive, because I've got a shorter version in which he's he's stating just what I told you about. But you can see that, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, you say, okay, you've got a premise here that if the lawful would have dealt with the lawless, then the lawless wouldn't be arresting the lawful. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Let me give you a, 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 a biblical account of what I'm talking about. Okay? 1 Samuel chapter 2. And I'm going to read it. You remember I told you, I believe the, the Word of God has power in just reading it. And I think you'll get it. I think you'll get exactly what I'm talking about here. Okay? This is 1 Samuel chapter 2. All right, and we're going to start at the first of the chapter. Now, just before we start here, understand who we're talking about. There's a lady named Hannah, okay? She's married to a guy by the name of Elkanah. And Elkanah has two wives, of which Hannah is one, and he loves her to the point he gives her a double portion of everything when he gives to his wives. But Hannah is barren. She can't have children. And Hannah wants a son so bad that she can raise for the glory of God and then give that son back to the Lord. Listen to how the story is accounted. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Amen. She's given praise unto God. This is her opening of her prayer. This is, um, you know, when you see the Lord's model prayer, this is our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. It's praise for God for who he is. She continues, Talk no more so exceedingly proud. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are girded with strength. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased, so that the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth, and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave, and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor, and maketh rich. He bringeth low, and lifteth up. 
He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill, to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, <laughs> ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. And Elkanah went to Ramah to his house, and the child administered unto the Lord before Eli the priest. Now, what's going on here? Well, there's a prayer that's given. Samuel has become of age as a young man and has been turned over to the temple under the care of the priest Eli. Okay? And so here goes Elkanah. He goes back to his house. And the child, that's Samuel. Yep, it's 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2. And the child ministered unto the Lord before Eli the priest. This is the child that God gave to Hannah, Samuel. Okay? Let's contrast that with Eli's sons. Because Samuel was one that we're told never let a word of the Lord hit the floor. He listened intently to what God had to say, and he was obedient. Not so with the sons of Eli. Verse 12, And the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. And the priest's customs with the people was that when any man offered sacrifice, the priest's servant came while the flesh was in seething with a flesh hook of three teeth in his hand. And he struck it into the pan or the kettle or cauldron or pot. All that the flesh hook brought up, the priest took for himself. So they did in Shiloh until all the Israelites that came thither. Now, there, look, the priests were supposed to get a portion of the sacrifice. No question about that. But they were cheating God, if you will, and cheating the people in the process of part of the sacrifice that had been given. And they also burnt the fat. The priest's servant came and said to the man that sacrificed, Give flesh to roast for the priest, for he will not have sodden flesh of thee, but raw. And if any man said unto him, Let them not fail to burn the fat presently, and then take as much as thy soul desireth. Then he would answer him, saying, Nay, but thou shalt give it to me now. And if not, I will take it by force. Hmm. Wherefore, the sin of the young man was very great before the Lord, for men abhorred the offering of the Lord. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. He's talking about Samuel. And they went into their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare these sons, or excuse me, bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Let me make it just a quick statement here. Ladies, if you're listening, you're desiring children of the Lord. You know what? The Bible tells us that God opens and closes the womb. He's the one who does that. 
Let me ask you, are you serving God? Are you looking to honor Him? Are you crying out to Him for a child for your own indulgence? Are you doing it for His glory? Only you can answer that question. But I would say you look into the Lord to provide children. He's the one who gives life, right? Okay, let's continue. Now, Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel. Now, his sons are not like Samuel. They're not, you know, 12 years old here. They're grown men. You're going to see that. He heard all that his sons did unto Israel and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. They were engaging the women who came and brought their sacrifices sexually. That's what they were doing. This is how wicked his sons were. This is the high, This is the priest. His sons. Now do you see why when you go to 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, when it talks about an elder or bishop in the church or even a deacon, they're to have children who are believing. You can't be accused of dissipation and all this kind of stuff. Why? Because it reflects on dad. This is why I'm telling you, I don't get the disconnect of people that say, oh, we can have a guy with, you know, rambunctious, criminally acting, sinful children out in the open and put them in political office. That doesn't make any sense either. Like I said, God builds precept upon precept, the, the individual, the, the man in the family, the man in the church, and then the man in the civil sphere. There's no difference of character requirements. And as long as people want to justify it because the guy has a red jersey on or a blue jersey on or whatever the case may be, you're going to keep getting the same evil that you were choosing, which is, in your opinion, the lesser of two evils. You're going to still get evil. So they're laying with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Eli said unto them, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all this people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to transgress, to be lawless, to violate the law. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay them. Now, you've got to understand something here. Eli did recognize what was going on and speak to them. What he should have done as the priest is to remove them from that position. He didn't do it. He just allowed them to go on in their tyranny as priests, as servants. He allowed them to go on and to cause the people to sin, to violate the law. Okay? It goes on. And you're going to see the end of it. It's not going to be a pretty end. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. That sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? He grew in favor with God and man, right? And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, that I plainly appear upon the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house. And did I choose him out of the tribes of Israel to be my priest? to offer upon mine altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? And did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore, kick ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering, 
which I have commanded in my habitation, and honorest thy sons above me, to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Hey, Eli, that's my sacrifice. You knew what was going on. You didn't put a stop to it. You let the evil run rampant because you honored your sons more than you did me. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever, but now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house, and there shall not be an old man in thine house. And thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation, and all the wealth which God shall give Israel. And there shall not be an old man in thine house forever. And the man of thine, whom I shall not cut off from mine altar, shall be to consume thine eyes, and to grieve thine heart. And all the increased of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. And this shall be a sign of them, that they shall come upon the two sons of Hophni and Phinehas, that's his boys, and one day they shall die, both of them. And I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is in mine heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before mine anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that every one that is left in thine house shall come and crouch to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread, and shall say, Put me, I pray thee, in one of the priest's offices that I may eat a piece of bread." Now, as we go over, we find that um, the next chapter is explaining about this this growth that Samuel experienced, okay? And as we continue on in Samuel, what we'll read is is that uh, Hophni and Phinehas uh, were out with the Ark of the Lord. By the way, you know, we were, this is just a side note. In Church Sunday, we were talking about uh, the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. And one of the interesting things, you know, I've heard these stories for years, oh, the Ark of the Covenants in Ethiopia and all these people have, and nobody's ever seen it. Those people say they do, but nobody's ever seen it. You know why? Because it was destroyed in the temple, along with the rest of everything else. That's the part where Jesus says there's not going to be a stone left upon another. The Romans set it on fire. All the gold melted. This is why they pulled apart the stones. They were getting the gold out from between the stones. There was a lot of gold in the temple. But we see in 1 Samuel chapter 4 that God's judgment came just like he said he would. Beginning there, we read in verse 1, the word of Samuel came to all Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitched beside uh, Ebenezer, and the Philistines pitched in Aphek, and the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel, and when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines, and they slew of the army in the field and 4,000 men. And when the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, Wherefore hath the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us that when it cometh upon among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. So the people to Shiloh, sent to Shiloh, that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, 
which dwelleth between the cherubims and the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, were the ark of the covenant of uh, were the ark of the covenant of God. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, "What meaneth the noise of the great shout in the camp of the Hebrews?" And they understood that the ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. And the Philistines were afraid, for they said, God is coming to the camp. And they said, Woe unto us, for there hath not been such a thing there heretofore. Woe unto us, who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Put the fear of God in them, literally. Be strong and quit yourselves, O ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. See, they were fearful because they knew what God had done in the past, and yet they were lying to themselves about who they were fighting against. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten. And they fled, every man into his tent. And there was a great slaughter, for there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. And the ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas were slain, just like he said in chapter 2. And there ran a man of Benjamin out of the army and came to Shiloh in the day, same day with his clothes rent and with earth upon his head. And when he came, lo, Eli sat upon a seat by the wayside watching for his heart trembled for the ark of God. Not for his sons, but for the ark of God. And when the man came to the city and told it, all the city cried out. And when Eli heard the noise of the crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli, And Eli was ninety and eight years old, and his eyes were dim that he could not see. And the man said unto Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? And the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines. And there hath been also a great slaughter among the people, and thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the ark of God is taken. And it came to pass, when he made mention of the ark of God, that he fell from off the seat backward by the side of the gate, and his neck brake, and he died, for he was an old man and heavy, and he had judged Israel forty years. And then his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child, near to be delivered, and when she heard the tidings that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed, for her pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the women that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast born a son. But she answered not, neither did she regard it. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel." Because the ark of God was taken, and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory is departed from Israel, for the ark of God is taken. Friends, there has been Ichabod in the modern church for some time. You say, why are you giving us all this Bible reading and this, that, and the other? I'm giving it to you, one, because I believe it has power in and of itself. That the Spirit of God can convict you of things I can't convict you of. But I can tell you this. Here was a man who didn't restrain his sons. He allowed them to continue to sin before the Lord, 
and to draw the people into sin too. Protests are good. I'm going to bring it full circle. Protests are good when they're done righteously. When they're done righteously. Our protests should be filled with the Word of God. Wherefore have they broken thy law? When we're going to speak to prime ministers or representatives or presidents, those in authority, whether they're police officers or sheriffs or whoever, it needs to be a righteous protest. The power of God needs to be behind that protest. When it is not, and when we have not put our own house in check, we leave ourselves open for destruction. We leave ourselves open for destruction. Why? Because we've not judged our own selves and our own house. And the Bible says if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged, right? 1 Corinthians 11. This is where we've got to be, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the thing. Had we judged righteously before, we would not be having the lawless work against us as the Philistines did against the people of Israel. We would have dealt with them. Many of them would not be alive right now if we dealt with them according to justice and the law. Let's learn the lessons of history. Let's enforce those things. And let's start first with us in putting our own tyranny to death. The tyranny of our own hearts. We do that first by submitting ourselves to the Lord Jesus the one who gave himself for sinners or for the lawless. This is why Christ came. To save you from your sin. Not to make you comfortable in it, not to be a side note. To save you from your sin, and as a result of that, to use you for good works, for his glory, and that is to be amplified throughout the earth so that all of creation may declare the glory of God. They may see the goodness of God in his instruction and in his law and in his gospel. It is not to be a raining on your parade. It is to dismiss the carnal nature of your parade and make it a godly one. That's what Christ is here to do. He is here to establish a kingdom in which he is the king. The one and only potentate, right? The one and only mediator between God and man. Call upon him. You want mercy? He'll give it to you. But you got to come to him on his terms. You guys have a great day. 3 p.m. Bradley will be with you. And uh, tomorrow is Rotten to the Core Wednesday with Common Core Diva. Lynn Taylor, we'll see you then.